Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today we are going to talk about excuses. Jenny, the excuses that people make, which they legitimately think are reasons, right? Yeah. So they don't call them excuses to not homeschool. Yeah. What do you have to say about that? Excuses, excuses. (laughs) That's what I have to say. But they don't know. You guys don't know. Sometimes people just don't know. It's an excuse. Right. We don't want to sound rude because what we're calling excuses, and we're going to talk about why they're excuses and not reasons, they feel like honest to goodness, legitimate reasons. Exactly the same as like I have excuses as to why I needed to eat that piece of cake. (laughs) Same thing. Because it was someone's birthday that I loved. There you go. Excuses, excuses. I don't want to hurt the person's feelings, so I ate the cake. But that's not what we're here to talk about. But you know know what we're saying? You guys, it's been forever since we've recorded an an ep. Right, but they won't realize that because they're hearing us every single week. But But it's been a long time. (laughs) And when we say long, we mean how many weeks? Oh, a whole month. Yeah. Anyway, Jenny, Um, what's one of the reasons that people give for not being able to homeschool? There's so many. Pick one. Yep, I'm going to pick one. Hold on. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, people often say they cannot homeschool because their children are social. Mm. Yep, they're social kids and there is just no way because they're too social. So I can't imagine homeschooling them. I mean, what's going to happen? It's going to be this weird thing of they're not going to be with their friends anymore. Right. They're never going to, they are never going to see their friends. Mm. Yeah. But here's the flip side. When you think about it, what do the teachers continually tell children in school to stop doing? Talking. They say, stop socializing, right? Don't socialize. This is not for school's not for socialization. Well, and let's think about it, right? Okay. If your children are in school, when do they actually get to talk with each other and hang out? Yeah. May at recess, if they're elementary school, if they still have it Mm -hmm. (laughs) lunchtime, if they don't sit in one of the silent lunchrooms, have you heard about this, Jenny? A lot of lunchrooms for elementary school, they have a silence rule. The children must be silent as they eat their lunch. Why? Is it like some meditational deal or? You know? No, it's just because it's it can get really chaotic when 600 children oh. are talking all at once. So it's pretty much eating time yes. and not talking time. Right. And then when they finish, if they have a recess, they can talk then. Mm. But what is that? Maybe half an hour a day if they have a recess and part of a lunchtime? Wow. So are your kids really socializing when they're in school? No, <laughs> they're not socializing but what about homeschooling? If They're going to sit home at the kitchen table, right? And just with mom and dad and the, the siblings? Unless you bring your kids to Kohl's because you need to pick out some new outfit during the midst of their day, which will count as math. And <laughs> they end up talking to somebody standing in there who's also looking for clothes and find out that that person works for uh, the construction crew Mm. and you get in a big conversation. And the next thing you know, you're outside looking at the manhole. 
or some crazy thing. <laughs> you guys, that's reality. Yep. It is. I know it sounds really bizarre to say, but when you bring your kids, see, the thing is, is learning is every single place and socialization is just such a part of life. And you might say, what? You brought your kids to Kohl's during the middle of your school day? How dare you, Jenny Tetzner? Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how much good it did. And especially I would say, um, even for Madeline, who was just more not really wanting, you know, to talk with people. Mm-hmm. So guess what? There we would be at the checkout line and you're waiting in line. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That means that you're meeting people of all different kinds and you're chit-chatting mm-hmm. or even with the cashier. And it gives a prime um, opportunity for the kids because generally, you know, the cashier might say, oh, oh is school out today? Right. Are your kids, kids, did you have the day off? And then they get to do what? open their mouths and explain (laughs) things and which then turns into just conversation. Yep. It's just like that. You see that? But what about if people say, okay, that's all fine and good, but my kids want to talk to people their own age. Oh my goodness. They don't want to just talk to their siblings because they think their siblings are stupid and Mm -hmm. they're going to fight all day long if I bring them home Mm -hmm. and they're going to miss their friends and they don't want to talk to old people at the store. Yeah. Well, there are so many ways to get plugged in with other homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. Homeschool groups galore. Mm -hmm. In fact, guess what? You might be too social. You might need (laughs) to just reel it back in and say, you know what? Because um, co-ops, guys, there are so many co-ops. And I mean, look at even in Carrie. Let's here's a shout out for Carrie. Green Bay homeschooling families, Carrie Ebel. Yes, amazing. (laughs) I don't know how many are in that group now. Over 800 parents are in that group. 800. They're not all active, of course, but they're all there. So there's some social kids in there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. They have a co-op. They do field trips. Yeah. They do events. They go and camping even. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just one group in that's our little one, area. Yeah. Right. I and mean, that's just one speck of sand in the whole yeah. beach. There's homeschool groups with teen groups and tween groups and little mm. kid groups and sport groups. Another group in town has flag football, you know, yeah. for dads and sons on Saturdays. So many um, opportunities, you yeah, guys. So yeah. many. And what about if you don't know of any opportunities. Well, then I you guess reach out to you the homeschool lot. Right? Well, you also make them, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you do make them. Let's say you live someplace and you don't know another homeschooler. Yeah. Well, you start something and they'll come out of the woodwork. Yes. And you can be the leader. Exactly. Right? Yep. But the other thing is, what about siblings, mm. right? Because, you know, if you, if you pull your kids out, your sibling, the, the kids are going to be at each other's throats all day long because they yeah. can't stand each other. Right. I don't want to do that. Mm-mm. How do you deal with that? There's a book, there's a book about that, how to get brothers and sisters to be best friends. Remember that? Book? Really? I, I there never is that. a book, you guys, I might be saying it wrong, but you'll is be like smi- Kevin Lehman or something or. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. Nope. It's a homeschooling family. Oh, how brothers and sisters become best friends or something. But, huh. um, it's a great opportunity just to talk about the, you know, right. Well, and you probably talk to people and so it's a little bit. I think we have to understand, like for you and I, we homeschooled our kids from the beginning all the way through. So our children were never socialized to dislike their siblings. Exactly. But I think we need to acknowledge that if you have kids in the public school system or private school and you're pulling them out, they will have an adjustment period. We're going to put that book in the link. Yes. We'll link it up. Yes. But they will. So I think we need to be honest and say there will be an adjustment period. It's not going to be rainbows and unicorns. The moment you bring them home, they are probably going to be 
at each other's throats a little bit for yeah. the beginning. But Jenny, have you talked to families? I have where yeah. within a couple of months, the kids were getting along great. Yes. And better than the parents ever. Yeah. Dreamed. And they didn't really know each other. But then here's yeah. another thing. Even if you didn't homeschool, right? When it's, I mean, you should still be working on that. Exactly. Right. Because you still have, you live in the same home. Right. And then there's just something even deeper going on. And so, yeah, that just needs yeah. a. Well, I mean, the nature of the school system encourages siblings to dislike each other and be distant yeah, from each other. So right. And yep. if you're the older sibling, the school tells you that your little siblings are stupid. Yeah. If you're the little sibling, then the school system tells you that your older siblings are like uh-uh. out of reach. It's so terrible. Right. But if you homeschool, not only do you get to socialize with people at the store. Yeah. And kids, your same kids' ages, yeah. but their siblings and little kids as well. If right? you want your children to be social, here's the bottom line, guys. If you want your children to be social, if you want them to learn how to love their family, that yeah. God gave them well, right. the best shot you have at that is to keep them home and do life with them together. Absolutely. And then everybody's on the same page yep. really is what it comes down to. There's not this, that, or the other thing. It's just right. easier to have times of true, you know, examples of right. love and examples of learning and, and how you can just be an example to them. And if you can learn to get along with your family members whom you see every day, mm. all warts and all, yeah, right? Right. Then later transferring that to people that you just work with or, you know, whatever, mm. super simple because you can go away from them, you yeah. know, after a little while, if you, if you already know how to negotiate the ins and outs of family life. Exactly. So that's the best tool. Love starts at home. Yeah. Doesn't absolutely. it? You want to change the world? There's this quote. It's not yeah. mine, right? You want to change the world? Go home and love your family. Yep. Brothers and sisters. Right. What else, Tina? What, what about the, um, <clears throat> we need two incomes. And oh. so therefore, uh, I we, feel like we this needs some super, kids. this needs some super like gonging, this is such a huge one, you guys. It's a fearful one. I just heard right. a gal say it the other day I was talking to. She said, yeah, but we need two incomes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish Joel was here. He is, but we don't, he's not hooked up well, to the. Uh, was it I, way back uh, in 2021, summer of 2021, we have an episode about how it's uh, featuring Joel, yep. his husband. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably our third or fourth episode. So you can look back in the archives how to manage on one income yeah. is a big chunk of what he talks about yeah. in that regard. Yeah. And I'm going to say something about it. And maybe he talks about this too. But first of all, that is such a wide open statement. It has so many different things. In fact, Tina and I were just discussing it. Yeah. And here's what I would say to you. If you think you cannot homeschool because you need two incomes, here's what I would say. I would say, well, did you lay out your life meaning all of the events in your life, all the stuff you have, all the dreams and aspirations that you have. And then did you weigh them of importance to the fact that your children um, would get the best education at home? Oftentimes we think we need a two income family because we need to have the best house there is the most expensive one, the one that keeps up with the Joneses. We need to get lawn care. We need to get, um, contractors building things. We need to have, did I say new cars? We need new cars. We need stylish clothes. We need to have our kids in all the events and we need to have all the nice things. And so we just don't have money 
unless we both work. So I mm-hmm. would say true. That's very true. If that's what you want, then absolutely you're going to need two incomes to make it happen. But is it what you need? Do you need that? And then where's the value? Is the value in the things that you have or does the value lie in what you're speaking into your children because you have them home with you and, um, you know, truth is in their face all the time and you don't have to undo all the yucky stuff that they're hearing when they're apart from you. What matters most? That's what you have to ask yourself. And that's a hard thing to come to. Mm -hmm. And, but it's, it's an important thing because I would say this, we would know that if our, if anybody in our family got sick, we would, we would make some things happen. Yeah. We wouldn't need, everything else would fade away Mm -hmm. and the importance would be to do that. So I would say when we became parents, that is the utmost important responsibility that there is. That's my, that's my, (laughs) well, and if you're in the middle of parenting, let's say you, you have kids that are like eight and 10 or something like that. And they've been in public school and you're thinking about pulling them out, but you, you and your spouse each have a job. Maybe you can't at the moment just quit one of those jobs, but what about incrementally changing your priorities? Um, This is, we're, we're taping this at the end of May, 2022. There's a a help wanted sign on every corner, every single corner. So maybe you can't make your current job work while homeschooling your children. Maybe you need to find a different job because you need to cut back on expenses, but you can't do that immediately. Right. And so maybe there's a, you need to speak with a financial counselor to get your priorities in order. But in the meantime, you know, let's find a way. I know homeschooling parents who they have two incomes, but they've arranged their schedules so that they kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of back and forth. So, yeah. you know, like maybe the mom works on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, and dad is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or something like that, right. or just different shifts or yeah. whatever. If it matters, yeah, you make it work. Exactly. Right. It all, it always comes back to that. Exactly. If it matters, it'll work. It's yeah. just how bad do you want it? Right. Mm-hmm. We could say that again, let's go back to eating and exercise. Well, I mean there, I, I saw this, um, uh, what do you call it? Like infographic infograph. Is that what mm-hmm. they call them? Mm-hmm. And it was all different body types. Okay. And this is back in my super fit days. <laughs> I'm not like that anymore, you guys, but And the infograph was so great because it had all different body types and then it had listed all the things that you had to do and uh, give up Mm. if you wanted to look this certain way. Mm. And that's just the truth. Mm -hmm. And it probably had like five different options, you know, and it kept getting, you know, as the body wasn't so fit anymore, it was kind of going into that. Of course, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the you know, whatever it was. And so you have to ask yourself, well, that's the same thing. What is it that you're going after? What do you want when, when you, you're, whatever you pour into, just know that your, your sacrificing might seem harsh right now, but we're talking about human life here. And we're talking about, they're going to be adults. And so how much, right. right? So, (laughs) and we can attest to that. Right. Uh And so the truth is the pouring happens now. Yeah, it won't happen, you know, a week before they move out or, you know, this, that. So you have to just say, well, how much am I going to invest really? Yeah. And then that's the result. Yeah. And the whole thing of like people say, well, I don't need quantity time. I just need quality time. Mm -hmm. 
That's a myth. That is a myth. In order to have quality time, you need the quantity That's because right. not every moment is an it minute. That's right. Right. And the in order to discover those moments, yep. you need to be with your kids. Mm-hmm. You do. Like over the course of most of the day. Like there is so much when you are with your children all day long. And I mean with them, let's talk about being present. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that come up countless things that are so amazing that you just stop and it makes you just suck your breath in and think I would have missed that. Yeah. If I wasn't there, I would have missed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, things you can't even plan for. Right. It's the unplanned. Yeah. And you have no idea to even yeah. fathom it until yeah. it happens. But the Lord made it happen on purpose because yes. guess what? You teaching and training, walking along the way, when they wake up, when they lay yeah. down, it all comes, it all comes full circle. Yeah. It's a mindset shift, isn't it? It really is. So it's not an excuse. It may be a reason that you're not homeschooling, but if you really want to homeschool because you're feeling called and convicted, can you rearrange? How can you rearrange? Right. I suck at math. (laughs) I can't homeschool. I'm terrible. I only made it to um, general math too, you guys. True, true story. But no, that is an excuse we hear all the time. In fact, that's such a popular excuse that I bet you you just type that in there. Just type in, <laughs> I dare you. Put it in your browser. Just say, you know, I'm terrible at math. Can I homeschool? And I'm, I've never done that before, but I'll bet you it would be interesting to see what comes up. Isn't that funny? Because math is always the subject. It always is. I can't do it because I'm bad with math. Well, first of all, if you're, you're just starting out with counting, you guys, you got that. You can do it, right? Let's just take it as it goes. And here's yeah. the thing. If they, first of all, your children aren't you, number one. Right. And if they're interested in something, um, they're going to be interested in it, regardless of what you say. So this is a warning to just maybe not talk like that in front of your children. I would even say, right? Because just because you weren't good with math, Mm -hmm. don't pour that out on your kiddos. Maybe they're going to be math geniuses, scientists, all these things. We don't know what God has in store. So, but the truth is, is if they, by the time they end up having to do harder math that maybe you can't help with is a dad usually can. I'm just going to say that straight (laughs) up. Dads are just, I don't know. Most dads are good with math, but so you have that option. Another option is Uh, they are moving forward in a direction where they love it, need it, want it, want to do something with it. So they're going to teach yourself. Another thing, it's called YouTube. Oh, possibilities are endless. It's such a myth. Friends and family. You know, if your spouse isn't good at math or you don't have a spouse, because some people don't, right? There, there is an uncle, there's an aunt, there's a family friend, there's, you know, another homeschool parent who's really good. We have a lady in our community named Heidi, who is kind of like the homeschool math tutor. And she just kind of puts it out there. I'm really good at math if you need help, right? So, good. so there's there's always something. And there's a little thing called teacher's guides and answer keys. Amen. <laughs> and wait, above all that, mm-hmm. there's a thing called, I don't know the answer. Let's learn it together. Exactly. <laughs> this is not math because I actually don't mind math. And I, I like math a lot more than my kids do. But um, history, it's not that I disliked mm-hmm. history when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, I did not have history teachers that I can recall that engaged me in the subject. Yeah, right? I would agree. I'm not going to say that they're bad teachers. I just, there's one who kind of was interesting when I was in ninth grade. But after that, mm-hmm. it's boring. Right. Yeah. So it kind of was boring. Well, in the, the way it was presented. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So I didn't learn a lot of history. I took the bare minimum like in high school and then I focused my credits on other areas. Yeah. So I didn't know a lot, but then we found amazing history resources Mm -hmm. in the homeschool curriculum market, which is another thing. There's a lot more options and a lot more interesting, cool options in homeschool curricula than public school curricula. You're going to be a history lover. I'll tell you that. And I learned history with my girls Mm -hmm. as I'm reading it aloud to them, as we're talking about it. And now I love history. Yeah. And the same thing can happen with math, right? If you don't know math, and I've, I've talked to parents that if this has happened to suddenly they, and one mom said to me, well, I guess part of it is I'm teaching my child. So I have a motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Because I want them to understand. So I know I need to understand. Right. And then she said, fact of the matter is I'm, a, I'm older now. And so my brain probably matured yeah. past when I was 17. Go figure. Yeah. Right. And so she said, now it's easy. Yeah. I can do it. So I, don't sell yourself short. Here's the thing. I don't know. I think so many times, like equally, I was terrified that I was harming my children by not knowing all the things as much as I was like, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I it didn't no skin off my back at mm-hmm. all to say, I, I have no idea. In fact, it was those times mm-hmm. that it was just, it was so natural because we were all on the same page. We were all on the same page and it yeah. just, it, it inspired them right? because we were really into it and it gave us a reason to go to the library. Yeah. It gave yeah. us a reason, right? Yeah. Cause to, you're not saying I don't care or I don't, I don't know. So I don't care. You're yeah. saying, I don't know. I so let's know. figure it out. Right. right. And with math, don't withhold the answers from them. In <laughs> fact, don't do it for anything. You guys, this isn't a game. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes when my kids would struggle, I would just give them the answer. I would show them the answer mm. that would open a discussion. Right. And obviously you have to feel this out with your own kiddos. Mm-hmm. Don't give them an answer for everything. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but like with math, sometimes you have to start at the answer and work backwards and then go backwards yeah. and figure mm-hmm. out how did you come? Cause you could give them the answer, but it'll still make no sense if you don't understand the concept. Right. 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 But like, it's not a big deal. We, we, we make such a big deal about this whole thing of not knowing mm-hmm. At what point did you believe that the teachers you had knew every single thing under the sun? Oh, well, see, I was going to say that too. So I'm a former public school teacher before I had kids. Yeah. I certainly didn't know everything at all. Um, and I went through, I, I don't really, I really don't mean to disrespect people, people, but I just need to tell you reality. Yeah. I went through teacher training. And then after I left my job as a public school teacher, I was there for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did research on the history of public schooling. I did research on current stats. Yeah. And... I was surprised, but not surprised to learn that half of all school teachers graduated in the bottom halves of their own high school classes, which would mean that they did not excel at the very thing that they are now going to be teachers in. Exactly. Now, I would say the way the public school system operates doesn't mean that those people are dumb, but they certainly did not excel in the very system that we all put on a pedestal. So they're... They're not smarter than you. Yeah, they're, they're not. not. And they don't know your children better than you. So that's the bottom I, line. This segues totally into, so when I was looking for our notes for today, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if I, I thought I put them in my phone under notes, couldn't find them. So then I was like, did they delete my notes off here? Probably. <laughs> and then I was like, well, maybe I put it in my um, planner. Mm-hmm. Well, since then I've switched planners. Oh, that's right. Right. And I probably switched planners <laughs> probably like, like three, three times. times. <laughs> right. So I'm looking into all my planners. I couldn't find these notes, but luckily, of course, Tina had them. But <laughs> as I was doing that, I saw at one point that I wrote down a definition to a word and the word was called expert. 
So mm. I didn't look up the word expert. I did not Google this because oftentimes when you Google definitions, they're wrong, you guys. That's not the true definition. Get your 1828 Noah Amen. dictionary. Hello. And there's an app for it. Mm. Okay, there is an app for that dictionary. Oh, we have the real McCoy's green is big yeah. and paper is always better. So yeah. here's the thing, but get to get the app and then also get the real dictionary so your kids can learn that whole thing. Listen to this um, definition of expert. Properly experienced, taught by use, practice or experience, hence skillful, well-instructed, having familiar knowledge of as an expert philosopher. Now listen. That sounds like you, mom. Mm -hmm. That sounds like you, dad. There is nobody who is an expert on your children. Nobody. And that means that you're fit for the job. <laughs> you're capable, even yeah. if you don't know math. Right. <clears throat> because the truth of the matter is your expertise will know exactly how to react in that situation especially suited for them. You're not going to have a meltdown. We're not going to be scared because you don't know it, right? Your expertise is going to tell you, hey, bud, dad doesn't know this. Mom doesn't know this, but grandma does. Pack it up. We're going to grandma's and grandma would love to participate with you. It gives her something to do to be involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, this whole thing that you need an expert, because that segues into the very thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, and so I think, you know, can't homeschool because I'm not an expert. The idea of excuses, excuses. We feel like we can't homeschool because we don't feel we're the expert. Yeah. When we let ourselves believe that we are believing a lie. Yeah. It's a cultural lie. The culture wants you to believe that you need some sort of paid expert to raise your children. Yeah. But you don't. You just don't. And you have to choose to say that's a lie. I'm not yes. going to believe it. Exactly. And we've had... um I'm thinking of Denise, even on, on our podcast mm -hmm. that she, her son yep. is autistic. Yep. And so, um, who was the expert there? She was. She turns out she was the expert yeah. after all. She had to choose to <clears throat> invest and learn. Now, did yeah. she, did she seek out information from, from books and resources and, and they had birth yeah. to three coming into her home because, yeah. you know, he had a very specific special need. That's great. But ultimately the bottom line fell to her. Mm -hmm. And her husband. Yeah. And she didn't piece his education, his training out to other people. Ultimately, there were helpers. Yes. And if you want to homeschool, you can have helpers, right? Co-ops and support groups and grandma. But you're, the bottom line, the buck stops with you as the parent anyway, right? I mean. Uh, every time. From a biblical perspective, whatever your children learn holistically, you're going to have to answer to the Lord for that even if you didn't present it. So you might as well be the one to present it That's because right. you're responsible for it anyway. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> right. Right. It all, ultimately you're the expert on your kids. Yeah. The only yeah. thing you're doing through your expertise is reaching out to go to the next step. Yeah. That's it. Even when you bring them in, well, I think they have a sniffle and they have this, they have that, and they have the other thing, right? Mm -hmm. You're telling this doctor all the symptoms. So your expertise saw that you were honed in, yeah. you saw that, and then you went to the next step. It's right. okay to get help. Right, right. But don't call those people the expert. You're the expert. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of, of what matters. And you so. have to choose to believe it. And and that, so you mentioned Denise, <clears throat> and that goes for any special need. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Because you will be the one to know your child. You have to choose to learn, but you're the one to know your child and the ins and the outs and no special needs teacher, no matter how kind and loving and wanting to help your children can do as much as you can yeah. because they've got, you know, 10 to 12 to 15 to 20 other kids in the same That's classroom. Right. 
but you get to specialize with your child whom you know the best and can learn the most about without distraction because it's your child. And your heart is for that yes. child. They did not give birth to your child. You did. Right. And with that, you guys, is that love that's just no other, doesn't match any other, right? No. Yeah. Nobody else can love your kids <clears throat> more than you do. I I really cared for my students. And I know you did too, Jenny, yes. when you taught at yes, the classical school for a couple of years. They still weren't my children. Yeah. And I, I discovered that for sure when I had my own kids. Yeah. It, there's no comparison. There is no comparison at yeah. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only comparison would be maybe grandchildren. And I just found out I'm going to be a grandma. I wonder if you're going to bring it up. (laughs) I'm like, I can say that. (laughs) Congratulations! Yes, my first grandchild is going to be born in early December of 2022. So, and I have been told there's nothing like grandparent love. Oh, like it's it's different than child love. The Um, most beautiful thing, as we know, is watching my mom and dad with my own kids because, oh, it's just so special and all those things that I got grounded for. Nope, not them. <laughs> no, we get to love on yeah, them and send them home, right? We do. <laughs> I can't wait, Tina. That's just literally. That's funny. It's so joyful and so great. <laughs> and oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, what about, I'm looking at our list. We kind of yep. brainstormed a list of excuses slash reasons that people have. Um what else? What and we, we hear you? these all the time. Yes. Yeah. So we brainstorm these based on what we've been talking about with people at the loft and online and all kinds of other things. Well, what about the one that says, ah, I don't know if I can handle being with my kids all day. Oh, yes. And we hear this continually. <laughs> I see this on social media. I see parents celebrating, sending their kids away. Uh, now, to me, it's terrible and it's wrong. And there's nothing more I think corrupt in this world than to celebrate your own children being away from you all the time. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mine too. I, I, and I just, I can't imagine that. Yeah. I, wouldn't you say even having them home all day, every day, mm-hmm. the time still was a snap of a finger. Oh, for sure. Oh, and for and sure. we were with them all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think that when those statements are made, it's immaturity. Yeah. It's, it's just immaturity. And I know it's hard. I know when your kids are little, it's just, it's stressful and it can be really hard. And you might think, yeah, I mean, of course we felt that way. Every day wasn't cupcakes and roses, right? (laughs) Oh no. Talk to our kids. They'll tell you that's okay. (laughs) I mean, there were days where I was by the back door with my purse waiting for Joel to walk in the door. (laughs) But, um, what do we have to say about that? You know what though? Like you said, it's, I say this in love. I really yes, do. Me too. But what you said, is, Jenny, is true. It's an immature response on the part of the parent yeah. to say, I can't stand to be with my kids. Yes. They are your children. They're okay? your children. God gifted them to you. You chose to have them. Yes. Even though it's hard and even though we all get emotional, you have to choose to get beyond the immaturity. That's exactly right. And be the grown up yep. because you are yeah. right. And so, but you can, yeah, you, can you can choose incrementally day by day. And here's the other thing. If you're sending your kids away from home every day, they are socialized with other peers who are equally as immature as they are. Family values that you don't know anything about yeah. in these other kids, the teachers, you don't know what values mm-hmm. they're placing into your kids. Yeah. And so when you deal with them for two or three hours every night, they drive you nuts. And you're like, I can't, I don't want to be with these kids right. every day. When you bring them home, they're not going to be the same kids after yeah. a short time because you're all going to realign your own family mm-hmm. values together and rebuild a healthy family system together. It's going to be work but you can do it. 
So what you see on summer vacation, what you see, you know, on Thursday night when they're, they're exhausted, it's not going to be what it is when they're home all the time. Yeah, absolutely. They'll just keep growing. And then the next thing you know, you'll, you'll probably have regret that you're not, you, you don't, you know, if you want that relational if you want that beautiful relationship mm-hmm. when you're older, when you're the grandma of their children, um, that has to start when they're little. You don't just get that relationship with your children because, because you're their mom. Right. Even that is a built thing. Right. I mean, homeschooling is more than academics. Right. It's relationship building right. and it's trust. And I would say when you chose you know, there was a choice and, and I get that some moms, you know, maybe it wasn't a choice, but um, for those of us who chose to be moms, there were thoughts that went through our head. We want to be a mom. We're so excited about it. And I would say, well, did, what, what was that like for you? Mm-hmm. Was that, oh, I can't wait to be a mom so that I can send my kids away all day, every day, and then celebrate when they go to school by drinking wine with the other hip moms. Mm. That's another thing that I see on Facebook is this celebration of moms getting together to celebrate together that they're sending their children off for somebody else to raise them. And then if we just, that's immaturity, but if we just kind of go back and think, was there a shift Right. See, this is a trend. It's kind of a trendy thing. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a very scary, wrong, trendy thing. These are your children, your children. And um, as they grow up, because they're going to grow up, what do you want your relationship to be like with them? Right. Right. I mean, if you think that your kids don't know that you celebrated with wine as they got off on the school bus, they know. Yeah. Because they can tell by your attitude. Absolutely. Right. But the other thing I would say is. They can tell by your drunken attitude. Well, that too. (laughs) But even if you sober up before they come home, (laughs) they'll know by your attitude because it will seep through. Right. Um, They're going to know by by your wine purse, moms. Okay. But here's the other thing. The the flip side of that is it's never too late in God's power to redeem a broken relationship. That is true. So if your child is 15 years old and you're thinking, I need to pull her out of public school and she's starting high school, but this is bad, do it anyway. Because God is the God of miracles and he can and will redeem that relationship because you're going to be making a sacrifice of all kinds of things, schedule and time and yeah. He will bless that. Homeschooling goes against all social, um, what, what the world now would consider as social norms. Like, here's yeah. the thing. If you have a child who is um, more introverted and you're thinking, well, I can't, I can't homeschool them because they're introverted. I would say that's exactly precisely why you're going to homeschool them. Yes. Because remember, we're teaching them, we're helping them, we're offering them how to be social, how to fit in this so society, right? Mm-hmm. If, um, if you want to build relationships with them, it means that you're not going to follow the norms by sending them away all day, every day to school and then sports. And then you and your husband go out. Mm-hmm. I know that's normal. I know that that's what you see all the time but you're going to need to invest mm-hmm. and we don't walk away. We, we don't walk according to the world walks. Yeah. The way the world walks, we walk different. Yep. Okay. So if you want to have a relationship with your children, <clears throat> if you are fighting with them, 
let's say they're, you know, it's kind of that teenage thing and you're not getting along. And so you're like, I can't do this. We don't get along. I would say all the more reason to do it. Yes. The, the reason you have to do it is because the reason you're not getting along is because you don't know each other well. Right. Uh, you have to work on it. You have to work on it together in day by day. You'll see God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. He's for it. He's all about it. He gave you those children and he called you fit. He called you more than able. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it, it goes. It's kind of like a backwards thing, isn't it? It is. The, yeah. the things that you're, you, that's a really good point. Cause I, uh, as you were talking, I thought of another thing, you know, people talk about the special needs and we often think about like cognitive things in yeah. that situation. Right. Mm-hmm. What about my child is super, super smart. Um, oh, yeah. not only I'm smart too. Okay. But my child is like gifted. Okay. Oh, yeah. So therefore I have to send him away to special teachers. Um, I hate to tell you this, but even the gifted and talented programs in schools are standardized. Uh, so actually, if you have a gifted child, go against the cultural norm and keep them home so you can customize yeah. to the nth degree yes. far more. And here's the other thing. We talked about this at a seminar last fall. Yeah. Um, public school is not the cream of the crop, right? Public school is like public housing. All right. It's yeah. government funded. That is such a great example. Government funded schooling, just like Section 8 housing is government funded yeah. housing. And do we ever think of government funded housing as like the cream no. of the crop where we want to live? Uh-uh. No. And so if you have a gifted child, you don't want to send them to the government funded exactly. schooling That's so good. and even private school. Okay. You could, you could yeah. mortgage your house, you know, three times over and work four jobs between the two of you and send your child to an elite private school still not customized. Yeah. And, and sometimes parents are sending their kids to elite private schools for themselves. Yeah. For their own egos. Right? That, that brings us up to this next one right here, Go ahead. which says my oh, excuses, excuses. Here's an excuse. My parents expect my children to go to an Ivy league college because they're reputable alumni members. <laughs> so in order for my children to go to my parents' college, uh, they're going to need some serious, private, high-end, super smart, talented, gifted experts. <laughs> so homeschool, so you can actually bring those experts into your home. Exactly. Hey, I have a, I have a Noah Tetzner. <laughs> You guys, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know anything about history. He's a history boy. Look at Madeline, my daughter. I didn't, there was nobody teaching her piano by her, you know, sending her to school. Mm -hmm. I kept her home. And then next thing you know, she's whipping out songs like no tomorrow. And I'm not talking just (laughs) basic songs. I'm talking this girl's gifted. I didn't teach Rachel how to write poems. And she writes these beautiful things that make me cry. And I didn't teach Abby how to be a a go-getter entrepreneur. Right. And she was like, the youngest licensed insurance agent in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it is this. And I would say even, so I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. Listen to this. My parents, uh, their, their grandparents expect them to go to an Ivy league college because they're reputable alumni members at that college. And so my parents, the grandparents of these children. Well, they don't get to call the shots on your children, guys. Right. And the reality is, is even if, I mean, that's your business. And even if they did, 
uh, the colleges would be glad to have them because you can customize their learning at home and you can get other people who can walk along and partner with you. Yeah. That's and the, the child can excel far beyond what a, even a private school can offer if you the sky's the limit in homeschooling, yeah. right? There, there, there is no ceiling. Even at a private school, there's yes. a ceiling of how much they can achieve, but there is no ceiling in homeschooling and colleges recruit homeschoolers. And they love it. Including the Ivy Leagues, if that's really want your child, where you want your child to go. But you should also examine whether the college where that's your parents went really has the values today that even your parents would want your children exactly. to have. Because oftentimes the colleges are like, oh, that's not the same as what it yeah. used to be anymore. Right? And it seems like so many people want, and I, I, I feel confident saying this. So I did work at a private school as a teacher, which I 100% loved. <laughs> but I can honestly tell you that there were a lot, it was a classical school and there were parents sending their children there that couldn't even define what a classical education is. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I would say, well, why are you sending them to a classical school? If you yourself don't even understand it, that wasn't the important part for some of them. Mm -hmm. The important part was, well, it's kind of a high end school and reputable people go there and um, it's really kind of expensive. And so it must be great. And so we, we want to sign our kids up for that. That's not a reason. It's not. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll have to see if I can find the link for this to share on the episode. I yeah. just saw the headline, did not read the article, but I can go back and find it. Saw the headline in a group, um, is a group of unschoolers. So that was funny, but the, yeah. the admin or whatever who shared it, it was an article that said, parents stop stressing about which college your children are going to go to because it doesn't matter. Mm. And there's uh, apparently research have, has been done that, you know, Harvard, Yale, the local technical college down the street and apprenticeship, it doesn't yeah. ultimately matter. Yeah. Um, first of all, a lot of the trades, first, there's not a lot of people going into the trades and you can make a lot more money if that's your goal. Right. If your child goes into a trade than if they get a philosophy degree at Harvard. Yes. So you have to think about ultimate goals. And I will try to find that article because um, the idea too is, would, is it worth your children's sanity? Yeah. To push them into no, these Ivy League not. things if that's not what they're called exactly. to. The important thing is to get each child to where they're called. Yes. So where they go to college doesn't right. matter. Yeah. And I would even say, I mean, so many times all of this falls under the title of um, comparison, right? Mm -hmm. And even in... I know we're moms. We're sitting here as moms. We get it. We want yeah. our children to be successful, but that's dangerous stuff mm -hmm. is that that hoity toidness just for the sake of pleasing somebody else yeah. or to look good in a certain way. That's not that's not love. You know what that is? That's a problem. And it's a problem because. Well, you know why it's just <laughs> not good. It's not a good problem to, to have. You should be confident. You want it's about the children for the children's sake. There you go. Okay, that's a great is. book by Susan Schaefer Such McCauley. Yep. And we urge you all to read it. Jenny's doing a book club yes. on that at the loft this summer. If you're yes. local to us, yes, that's a great book. But the um, idea should be compare your child today to where he was last week, last month, last year. That's right. Not to his sibling, not to the neighbor, not to the other kids. Yeah. And, and where is the, how can I maximize that child's potential and tap into that child's joy? Right. Exactly. That's what we're supposed to be about. Amen. No Tina. comparisons. No comparisons. Yeah. Thief of joy. 
Leave of the mom's joy, walking around right. comparing your kids to everybody. Yeah, who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. You know, everybody's so consumed with their own lives. They're not thinking about you. So, so don't think about them. So true. <laughs> We're done. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Bye-bye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what else you got? Is there anything else? What time is it? How long have you guys been listening? Are you still running or walking or jogging or anything? Go, 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 go. <laughs> What if this was our podcast? We would just encourage you if you're exercising right now, we'd be like, yes, come on. You got it. You got one more mile. We're almost done. But don't compare. But do not compare. You see those other joggers? No, Eat a sandwich matter. joggers, okay? <laughs> no, I think we Women's kind of- body sh- ought to be shapely. Okay, that's a whole different topic. Yeah, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to reel it back in now. What else? Is there anything right? else? I mean, that's kind of a lot of the- I think overviews. that's it. I think yep, so. That's it. We're done. That's a <laughs> It was great hanging out with you guys today. It was so good. I wish you could just talk right back to us right now and tell us what you think about the whole thing. Well, you know what? Email us at the Homeschool Loft. Could you email homeschool us? Lo- info at homeschoolloft.com. Yes. If you think of another reason that we kind of generally didn't cover yeah. in this overview that you have, because we can do another episode on this same topic. And in fact, we'd love to do another right. episode on I mean, this topic. We'll tell you that ultimately... Ultimately, I think you agree, Jenny. Yeah. Any reason to not I always homeschool? agree with you, Tina. No, you don't. Okay, you're right. Any reason to, <laughs> that you could come up with to, to not homeschool is probably an excuse, bottom yeah. line. 100%. We, we want to tell you that, but we also want to be gentle and, and yeah. say that we understand. We do. But you have to get mature so that you can see. It's not a reason, it's an excuse. Yes. But we'll help you to try yeah. to see that if you have another reason that you want to run by us and see if we can give you an, an answer. Yeah. Because we all make excuses, right? Exactly. You guys, Jenny's it's going to go home and eat more cake. Yeah, I totally am. Hey, <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm doing Trim Healthy Mama. I'm going to give a shout out to the Trim Healthy Mamas. <laughs> I don't know them personally, but um, I did make some cookie dough today. Trim Healthy cookie dough. And then I was like, well, if this is cookie dough, I'm going to bake it into a cookie. So I did that. It was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you are still listening, you're, you are the best. You are the very best and we all make excuses. That's for sure. But I want you to know that, well, we want you to know that those excuses, we just, um, we just busted those excuse myths, guys. Just know that you're the very best. We love you and we know exactly, maybe not precisely, but for the most part, We know those thoughts and feelings and discouragements that you have, and we are here to support you. We've walked it with our kiddos, and this is why we're here doing this. We know, and we love you, and I hope you know you're the very best for your children. You always have been. That's because God gave them to you, and you always will be. Mm